welcome to the first episode of Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones. I'm your host, Derek McDuff. I'm here with Ariel Ortiz um, from Nerd Incorporated. Today, we're going to be talking about some MCU stuff. That's what this podcast is going to focus on, both the movies and the TV shows, hence the name, the Infinity Stones from the movies and the Dragon Bones from the Defenders. Um, and right off the bat, we're going to tell you guys spoilers for a lot of this stuff. And we're going to be going over all the recent Marvel happenings in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, both the shows and the movies, of course. Um, so just to give you guys a rundown of what we're going to be talking about today, um, we're going to be doing, talking about Disney's acquisition of Fox and what that means for Marvel and the Cinematic Universe. We've got the Infinity War trailer, Thor Ragnarok, Punisher Runaways, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then we're going to be going over some the Inhumans and some miscellaneous stuff. Ariel uh, is my co-host today. Why don't you say hi, Ariel? Hello. How's it going? A little squeak there, but I'm good. <laughs> Coming right. off of like a cold. Yeah, I, I came down with something myself recently. Um, so right off the bat, we'll start with the big news to hit about um, that people have been kind of speculating over for a while, and it's um, official now. The Disney buying out of Fox, who held the rights to the X-Men, um, the Fantastic Four, and all the characters associated with them. So some really important characters such as Doctor Doom. Now Marvel's not going to have to worry about there being two different scrolls because the X-Men were going to use the scrolls. They still might in the Phoenix movie. I'm not sure about that. But um, now we don't have to worry about there being two different kinds of scrolls like we did with Quicksilver where they had to kill them off in the Marvel movies because... They had um, Quicksilver in the Fox movies as well. It's all going to be kind of brought under one banner and what is what all that means. Uh, what are your initial thoughts about that, Ariel? I don't know. I think they might they might at first keep it as separate, maybe possibly different two different um, universes, like kind of like the X, the twentieth century Fox would be kind of like the alternate um, universe, and then the the current. Um, Marvel Cinematic Universe is being like the prime universe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't I don't know how it's going to really affect. They're definitely going to be mentioning the mutants probably. My one concern of course is like I'm in, I'm a huge fan of Legion, which is on um, FX, which is the main channel that that Disney had acquired. They didn't acquire Fox, so they're not in, in any kind of connection to like um, the DC universe, like with Gotham and things like that, but yeah, with F with the acquisition of FX and and Legion, like Legion, kind of like had has exist. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen? I it? haven't seen it. Yeah, so Legion kind of like exists outside of X Men Prime, like the X Men universe, the movies and things like that. Um, it it's it of course mentions mutants, but like the world is completely different a different style from connection to the x-men movies so hopefully they, they'll be smart about it i mean like they disney has acquired like some very adult things with this acquisition mm -hmm. and um i think hopefully legion will stay put at least for another season because it is going to be coming back in next year for um like its 13th episode this time it had like seven but it's just, I re highly recommend it. It's just such a beautiful show. It became one of my favorite shows. It's like, definitely has, is like my favorite Marvel show mm -hmm. currently. Okay, wow. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and just to clarify for anybody listening, what Disney got in terms of TV stuff, they got everything that's actually made by Fox Studios. So that's going to be a lot of stuff that's on there airs on Fox and FX, like Simpsons and It's Always Sunny. Um, so, which by the way, Disney now owning It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, it's it's kind of great. Um, and I'm sure they'll bring something up about that on you know tongue in cheek on It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Um, I think I think they're gonna keep it the way it is. It's probably gonna be like I mean like because Disney technically I don't know if they they had Miramax and Miramax is kind of like the yeah yeah flashy kind of thing. So it's like maybe they'll just treat that as them. Like they'll leave it alone. They have yeah. hits. They acquired hits. And yeah. They I don't think Disney's gonna be stupid enough to yeah mess with that kind of. Thing. They might yeah keep the kind of X Men stuff around as a kind of. Elseworlds, the X-Men, you know, has been pretty hit or miss. Um, you know, Logan was great, but that Wolverine's kind of done. Um, the X-Men movies, you know, they're in a bit of a rut again. Like, you know, the Phoenix one doesn't look great. Um, X-Men Apocalypse was a big letdown. Um, they had a couple good ones before that, but, you doesn't, know. Doesn't the Dark Phoenix complete the trilogy? Well, it would be the fourth now? one now. It would be. Yeah. Would it? Yeah. Because Fox doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, they just keep making Days movies. Days of Future Past was yeah. considered. Yeah. That's Days of Future it. Past was the, kind of the first one in that new trilogy, yeah. but there's no consistency in those movies whatsoever. Things happen like Emma Frost will be a teenager in the 80s in one movie, and then she'll be a different so. character who's 20 years older in the 60s in another movie, and they, you know, characters, just no consistency whatsoever. Plots are just ignored or forgotten just whenever they're convenient so it would be nice to have a more, co- more coherent and um universe now and not to say that marvel doesn't do that to an extent but the way that fox does it is just completely just open top and just you only re- need to see the last um x-men movie to you know uh, care about whatever is currently going on so it'll be nice to have that and it'll be nice to have hopefully a good fantastic four movie out and it'll be nice to have dr doom finally in the mcu because he is arguably one of the greatest supervillains of all time and none of this would really take effect until probably about 2020 because um while the deal's gone through it still needs to be approved by you know various governing bodies which it'll probably happen because this wouldn't have gone deal wouldn't have gone to this point if they didn't think it would have but there's some stuff about uh, monopolies and stuff that has to get approved um so probably wouldn't go into effect until about a year or so and then marvel has all their films slated till 2020 um so all the current stuff in the pipeline deadpool dark phoenix new mutants and then all the tv shows would continue to come out while they're still under fox's banner before it becomes officially disney stuff and then from there it'll be interesting the one that's really interesting is what's going to happen with deadpool because that's the one that uh the movies that's still actually a big hit and what disney's going to do with that and Ryan Reynolds. Um, it's not like Spider-Man or the other X-Men movies where they took it over and they were failures. Since that one is kind of still doing well, we'll see what they do with that. But since yeah. Deadpool is very breaking the fourth wall, there's some interesting opportunities mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to be like, they could all, and uh, they, I'm wondering if they'll like just sneak something in like in Deadpool 2 because like they could just go, like, oh, this happened. Let's yeah. do the film this quick just to, and then yeah. coming back it is yeah i yeah. mean they might do a reshoot it's, it's pretty late in the game for deadpool 2 i think it's coming out in a couple months um from the time of this recording but yeah um it'll be really interesting to see what they do with that yeah. can we talk about 
I don't understand what the new mutants is about. Like, the, that trailer just made me more confused. Like, it ended and it said new mutants. I'm like, huh? Oh, like, yeah. it's like, yeah. it looked like an awesome, like, like, just like horror, not horror film, but like suspense film. And I was like, oh, you know, what the hell is yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. This looks awesome. It looks like, like a that, really good, like, like suspense. Jonathan yeah. from Stranger Things is on it. Yeah. And like, and like, yeah, I was like, and then it said new mutants. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited for it. Um, because I'm, I'm not really um, uh, don't really know much about the new mutants. I'm not super knowledgeable yeah. about them either, other than you know the very basic stuff. Um, you know they're you know obviously younger generation mutants than you know Cyclops and Wolverine and all those guys. I'm I really like that the um Fox was kind of branching out a lot with the superhero movies and doing different genres um so hopefully marvel continues that kind of stuff um when they acquire the x-men um one complaint that a lot of people have been saying is there's going to be less superhero movies now that they're all going to be under disney and i say well that's fine um like i would rather have fewer good superhero movies than you know a bunch of bad superhero movies like i don't need more um x-men apocalypses that are just meh or you know x-men threes that are terrible um, let's just, if you can have fewer good ones, um, it's better than having a lot of shitty ones. I don't need, you know, competition when the competition is Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think, like, with the acquisition of, like, um, of, of Disney, with this, it'll be, yeah, like, less competition, and it'll be less of, like, a haste to get your movie out there, because it's gonna be like, well, we're just, we're the same company. We're not competing against ourselves. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, so hopefully, yeah, I mean, like, Disney acquired it for a reason, like, mm. like, uh, 20th Century Fox was struggling, and it's like, it's not doing great, yeah. and so it's like, it's, it's sad, but it's true that, you know, bigger corporations kind of, like, overtake one of their failings and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, I, I'm, pro- I'm gonna keep hope that, that things are gonna be good. That we're not gonna get like watered down, like, um, like a watered down at dear at Eternals, um, Deadpool movie or things like that. I don't think. And the you know, one of the heads of Disney, I don't remember which one exactly. But one of the higher ups said we are they are open to doing R rated Marvel movies. So something they have not really been willing to do in the past. But you know, with the acquisitions of characters like Deadpool and Wolverine, and um, you know. Com- Especially with what they've been doing on the TV side, stuff like the Punisher. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. another thing. They might be, you know, expanding the TV stuff with a lot of these X-Men characters. So that's a lot of mm-hmm. great characters um, that they're going to be getting with this. So we'll probably see. They've been, you know, doing their Netflix shows, but they've been, as we're going to go over today, um, they're going to do some, they've been doing some new Hulu stuff. Um, they're on Freeform, and they've obviously been on, a- on ABC for a while. Now they're going to have FX2. They might, you know, want to have that as their... They usually have a core channel for, like, okay, all the, you know, Defender stuff is going to be on Netflix. FX, who knows, that might be their kind of core X-Men channel, or they might do that for the Disney streaming service, which there's a lot of things up in the air about that now since Disney owns a lot of Hulu, like two-thirds of it, I think, now. Um, so we'll see what happens with that, and it'll be interesting. And one more thing before we move on, I want to just touch on... It's not related to Marvel at all, just something that I think is cool on the Disney acquisition of Fox is now confused moms everywhere 
are going to be right because Anastasia actually will be a Disney princess. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so cool. but it, like, we, it, it's like it was basically a Disney movie yeah. when it came out. That's why everyone was like, "Oh, it's not a Disney movie." Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, the animation followed the Disney born mm-hmm. like spot on. Yeah. And um, it, yeah. So finally, yeah, it'll be um, it'll be a Disney princess. I think it's all like a meme of like. It went like Anastasia is now a Disney princess, but it's like no, no, like forgot what character it was, but it was like um, like a, I don't know, but I'll I'll go find yeah. it. Another meme I saw that was great was um, Hank Hill in Kingdom Hearts three, which is pretty great. Um, and then also one more thing is that they are gonna get the fanfare for 20th Century Fox, so hopefully they can put that back at the beginning of Star Wars because I have missed that so much. Uh going to see the Star Wars movies and not having the little 20th Century Fox fanfare. It just feels like a little dismissing, um, you know, for the movies. But, all right, moving on to the next thing, which is the Infinity War trailer, which I've only seen one time. I saw it before seeing Star Wars. Um, so it was just a shit ton of people um, going. There's some interesting things in there, like human-looking vision. I'm curious if that's going to be, you know, a vi- like a, a vision, yeah. you know. Or what that's gonna be. Um, what do you, do you have any opening thoughts about the Infinity War trailer? It, it like I've seen it I think like three times. Um, it's a lot. I I still need to go back and take like a shot for shot, um, mm-hmm. a, a, analysis of it because that's how I am. I'm like I need to like analyze this stuff so bad. And um, and yeah, I mean it looks amazing. I mean I'm so excited. I think like I they. Like the big joke was because since this came out like three weeks or two weeks after Justice League, mm-hmm. it was basically like Marvel like giving the like um, DC like okay yeah you we'll, you we'll give you like two weeks and then just slapping your dick on, <laughs> on the table like we got it. yeah like they literally are gonna be accom- it's from this trailer they're gonna be accomplishing something that has like twenty five separate heroes yeah with. And it already looks way better than what DC can do with five. Yeah, well, that's because, so it's like, <laughs> you know, Marvel has spent ten years building up this exactly. universe in DC. They deserve it. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I saw this great meme, and it was like, imagine if this was the first uh, first three Marvel films, like it was in DC, and it was just like, number one, Iron Man, number two, Captain America Civil War, number three, Suicide Squad, because that's basically how DC has been handling things with, you know, Batman, or with Su- Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, then Suicide Squad. And then, you know, their equivalent of the event, or I guess there was, you know, the Wonder Woman, and then uh, their equivalent of the Avengers and Justice League. So it's everything in DC has felt very rushed. Yeah. I uh, think it's just going to be, it's going to be the accumulation of 10 years of hard, like, yeah. of, of a brilliant plan that, yeah. that, that Marvel, DC, Mar- Mar- Marvel EU has, like, created. Yeah. Like, the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe, I mean, the MCU. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's, yeah, it looks amazing. We still haven't seen, like, I think, like, a third of the other heroes that are going to be in this movie. Because, like, Wasp wasn't in there. Yeah. Ant-Man wasn't in there. Um, who else? Like, there's there's a couple who are like, yeah, we haven't seen them yet. And it's like, I'm just so excited for these, like, interactions that we're going to be seeing that, that from, like, different movies and, like, how, yeah. how these it's gonna probably be like how like how um, Captain America Civil War is like um, 
tone wise, it was like totally different. And that's mm. what's the cool thing about the Marvel movies is that they've been playing around with tone and like of their movies, and mm. all of them have fit. Even like when they change it within uh, the branch of like a certain um, uh, like a certain uh, group of movies, like the Thor's, like how yeah. people the talk Thor's about are all them. very different. Yeah, and yeah. Or let's just touch on the Captain America's, you know. First one is a 1940s throwback war film directed by the same guy who did The Rocketeer, which is a great movie, and if you guys haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. Um, that one's great. Uh, punching Nazis in the faces and stuff. Um, then you have the second one, which is you know a spy thriller, and then your third one, which is just this huge fucking superhero fight, and it's great. Um, but yeah, so you know the Marvel movies, while they're all kind of under the same banner, are, you know thematically and stylistically um different you know while they're all superhero genre they're very different genres underneath that yeah like the just the uh man it's just they're they're the way that they create trailers is just so amazing and just they have like these like over complicated moments where there's like in the in the just the trailers that there's like 10 different superheroes at the same time but then they'll they'll like have these single out moments where you you're like just cheering full blast of like get this man a shield yeah. and stuff like yeah. that and you're like Whoa! yeah yeah no it's it's great to see bearded cap back oh man bearded cap yeah we'll see if this is like you do you think this is going to be the last round or do you think it's going to be avengers um the it's not called infinity war it's part the two, part two like, yeah whatever it ends up being it. um titled because the title's probably going to be a spoiler um so uh, I think that someone is gonna die in this. Someone's definitely gonna die the in the second one. Um, I think it's pr- like definitely Tony Stark is gonna die at in one of these two movies. Um, if he's not also revealed to be a scroll, which is a whole other thing. Because oh, um, if somebody is probably gonna be a scroll, and if it was anybody, it's been Captain America, who's just been yeah. a dick in, or sorry, it's been uh, Tony Stark, who's just been a dick in like. He's been, like, borderline villain in, like, the last few superhero movies where he's just kind of been, since Iron Man 3. It's not, it's not, I, in my opinion, it's not really him becoming a villain. It's just, like, it, I I understand where he's coming from. He's, like, he's never dealt with that post-traumatic stress from from uh, from uh, the first Avengers with that, and, like, that led into, like, um, Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's, like, building on that fear. Yeah. And, like, so... His actions so far have been like understandable. Um, he's like highly emotional, and that's like why he with the whole he didn't give Bucky the chance of like understanding. Yeah. Like where he came from, and that yeah, he was brainwashed. Like he couldn't do anything yeah. without killing his parents and stuff like that. And it's like um, uh, yeah. So I I would I don't know who, if he would really be a scroll just for that reason. Yeah, but, I mean, um, I don't think necessarily he'd be a scroll. It'd be interesting. Um, there was a the show a uh, couple came out a couple years ago that's really good. Anybody should check it out. Called Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, mm-hmm. and Cap. It wasn't a secret, but Captain America was a scroll for a lot of that. Yeah. Um, for a couple like a season arc or something. Um, that was really interesting. That's the thing that it's I and then in comic comic books too, like Captain America is usually the first one to be a scroll. Yeah, but since. Iron Man is the one that had his trilogy wipe, uh, wrapped up a while ago. You know, he's not doesn't still have you know movies that just finished wrapping up like Thor and Captain America and or just started like Doctor Strange. He is kind of the most logical candidate, although it could be somebody who doesn't have a movie like 
you know, maybe like a Hawkeye or somebody. Who knows? But yeah. you don't know. tell me Hawkeye. Like he has no business. <laughs> like I mean, like I love Hawkeye. I know I love Hawkeye. That's yeah. why he's a simple man. Yeah. He does. He's got. He's had to deal with so much. Yeah. Don't make him a scroll too. Yeah. Don't make well, him like have in, in prison he just wants to get married to Linda Cardinelli and have a nice family. He's already kids. married. He yeah, that's he just Mrs. wants Hawkeye. to be with. Yeah, he just yeah. wants to be with with his, family. with his wife from oh, Freaks and Geeks yeah. and his family. I love that. Um, I, love, I I'm a, I'm you know I'm pertaining to to archers with Hawkeye yeah. and Arrow, <laughs> so Green Arrow. Yeah. So yeah, so like I wearing my Hawkeye clothes yeah. today. It's really warm. Yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye's, although, if we are talking about people who might die, Hawkeye might top that list because he's kind of the you go to, we need someone to die, so, but, yeah, in the but, comic books at least, he's always yeah. the guy who's the go to, we need a big name to die, but not someone too big, so let's kill off Hawkeyes. They, he's died be, so many times no, in think, the comic books. But I think for that reason, they won't do it because, like, um, Marvel and Disney in general are, they're not, they're, they, they go no holds barred. They'll kill off a main character. Hopefully, they've like, only quil- killed off. Um, the only person who stayed dead is Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Everyone else has come back. Some people multiple t- times, like Loki and Coulson. I think have come- both come back multiple times from the dead. Um, Loki. I mean Coulson. Coulson one. He's ever died. Okay. Well, yeah. Like well, just the, the yeah. from the Avengers. But yeah. yeah. But, yeah, well, so hopefully, you know, there will be an impactful death in the um, next Avengers movie. There almost definitely will be in Avengers 4, so we'll see what happens with that. Mm -hmm. All right. um, uh, Anything else on that before we move on to Thor? No, I think it's just, it's going to be an amazing movie. Um, Yeah, it's just, I, I can't wait. I mean, and then it's like, we still have Black Panther in between, yeah, and Black yeah. Panther looks amazing. Black Panther looks like... really good, and then a week, and then or the month after that, we're gonna get Ant Man and the Wasp, which will be good. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I, see, there's just like yeah. there's still so many like things to to come up, and like, is there gonna be a movie in between the two Avengers or no? Yes, there's gonna be Ant Man and the Wasp directly following Avengers, mm-hmm. and then I think that also Captain Marvel will be between them. Captain Marvel, I think, is gonna be one of those November releases. Because um, yeah, because it's like, um, is it still speculated or has it been confirmed that Captain Marvel is gonna be in the first Avengers? Uh, I don't think she is. Um, I think it's she might have a cameo or something. Yeah. Um, because her movie is gonna be a throw. It's gonna be set in the '90s, which oh, will be interesting. Oh, that's gonna be cool. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be like her doing. Yeah, it's probably going to be, you know, similar to um, the first Captain America movie, but, you know, instead of being in World War II, it'll be in the 90s. That's cool. We have another 90s movie. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting because that's a time period that Marvel hasn't really touched, and it's, you know, when I grew up, so it'll be nice to have a lot of those throwbacks to my childhood. Um, but, yeah, let me real fast check the release date of uh, all that stuff. Upcoming. So leading up to Avengers, you only have Black Panther. Right? Yes, Black Panther mm-hmm. is the next movie coming out. Um, then you've got Avengers: Infinity War, Captain Marvel, and then the next Avengers one. Also, though, things that are probably going to be in the MCU, but they won't actually really be acknowledged, are the two Spider-Man spinoffs. Will also be coming out um, between Ant-Man two and Captain Marvel, which are going to come out in. October and February, so you've got the Venom movie, and you've got the Silver and Black, 
Yeah, so. but I, are those part of this universe or are they part of the previous universe? It's like So th- they now. have been pretty tight-lipped and going back and forth about that. I feel like they're going to be treated a lot like the TV shows where they're going to be technically in the MCU, um, but they're not where things that happen in the MCU might affect them, but they're not going to affect anything else. So there's possibility that Tom Holland will be moved in and make a cameo. Tom Holland is probably, uh, I've heard there's is not going to make any cameos. That might be some false direction, but I think it's going to be weird to do a Venom movie without Spider-Man in it. Um, but, like you know... How you ever got the symbiote out and stuff like that, because that could, like... Yeah, and then same thing with a, you know, um, Black Cat and Silver Sable movie, which, you know, those are a couple really cool characters. It'll be cool to see a movie about them. Hopefully Sony does a good job, but I think that Sony's just trying to cash in on the Marvel... Um, kind of name without actually being you know there's not going to be any oversight by Marvel like there was with Spider-Man Homecoming um, but I think they'll technically be in the MCU while not you know actually being acknowledged by Marvel yeah we'll see how good those movies are yeah, yeah. I mean because isn't Tom um, Tom Hardy Tom Hardy Tom Hardy's going to be Venom which is like yeah that's like a really great yeah um, thing good for him that he's done Suicide Squad. And yeah. Got no, that's yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Good that's call. yeah. Better than Will Smith, um, you know, passing on Independence Day two to be in Suicide Squad. But um. Yeah, uh, we were just reading bright, bright, smart movies. Really? Oh man, I, I was excited for it. Um, bright, you know, obviously same Will Smith and then the same director of Suicide Squad, David Ayer. But yeah, going on. But yeah, <laughs> on to Thor Ragnarok, which um was the conclusion of the Thor trilogy and one of my favorite Marvel movies ever. It's definitely in the top two or three. Um, what do you think of it, Ariel? I think like that you recognize how popular those little Thor shorts were. And they... Well, well, they have, no, and they got a director that fit those stories, like that tone really well. Well, because Taika Waititi actually made those Thor shorts. Oh, okay, there and you go. He kind yeah. of, and the way he got the job was he kind of made a cl- uh, clips of, he took a bunch of movies that he liked and sent the, like, made a clip and was like, this would be the feel of my Thor movie, sent it in Marvel, and, you know, he was right off the heels of Hunt for the Wilder People, which was New Zealand's best grossing movie of all time. Uh, I need so to see it too, good. actually. I like Taika Waititi a lot. Um, I love you know, obviously, Flight of the Concords and um, What We Do in the Shadows, which is hilarious. Um, it's very much in that same kind of vein of humor as Thor Ragnarok, but Thor Ragnarok was friggin' brilliant. Um, Thor is my favorite Avenger. I know I'm in the minority there, but I really, I thought the first Thor was pretty solid. I actually really love Thor The Dark World, um, but Thor Ragnarok blew those both away. Um, I thought it was really witty, like, like, it was a great, like, kind of, you know, qu- smart, quippy commentary on superhero movies while also not being, like, well, being kind of tongue-in-cheek, but not, like, being the construction of it necessarily like Deadpool was. Uh, it was still a pretty much, you know, this is just a superhero movie. It's not, you know, taking apart the conventions, but it was just really good. Um, it wasn't really a, a Thor movie like the first two were because all the, like, except for Loki, all the supporting Thor characters either were just weren't there or they died immediately. The Odin and then the Warriors, like the Warriors three, got oh massacred God. so quick. 
It was just like, oh, see you, Chuck. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking of Chuck, like, yeah, that happened, and then the next day, like, yeah. I'm gonna be Shazam. I'm yeah. like, makes sense. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense now. <laughs> yeah, but um, and then you know you have other you know Hornet store characters who were you know only Darcy or um, not Darcy wasn't mentioned. Eric Selvig, who has been in the Avengers, wasn't mentioned. Um, obviously you have Natalie Portman's character who didn't show up they were just like oh she broke up with me and then they move on and then someone like the like the most amazing like um uh like not really fanfic but mm-hmm. just like a a fan like extra scene mm-hmm. right at the end like the closing an extra closing scene mm-hmm. of like you just it's opens up into the field of like where they were mm-hmm. and then you hear like um um jane Foster's voice, like it's over here, it's over here. Like they had trapped his his hammer mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and then she like says, "Oh my goodness!" And like so she, and this is like you just hear all this, like the way that they've been describing it, and then you see her hand like grab at the piece for, mm-hmm. or the handle, and then it, it won't let go. <laughs> yeah. And then all the hammer comes together, and like you hear like uh, um Darcy like James like yelling and screaming and stuff like that, and then it'll just cut to like Jane Foster. That would be cool. I'm that like, would, oh, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, in the comic books, um, right now Jane Foster is Thor. I think she passed it on already. Has she? Okay. Well, I know for a while at least she was, yeah, was Thor, and um, uh, then similar to how the ether was killing her. Yeah, and then Thor, meanwhile, was you know went just went by Odin's son or unworthy Thor. Um, he, there was this whole arc where he was like trying to get a new hammer. Um, the Thor who died in the Ultimate Universe and. It was a whole thing. But, yeah, um, so it'd be interesting to see if, like, any characters come back. Like, Eric Selvig will probably be back in the yeah. Avengers, even though he wasn't in Thor. Um, Darcy hopefully comes back because um, Kat Dennings is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be hope to see Natalie Portman back, although she has seemed to have soured on the Thor movies a lot. But I'm like, you were in three star- terrible Star Wars movies. <laughs> you can be in three Thor movies. Um, and then it would be cool to see Lady Sif back, who's one of my favorite yeah, supporting they characters. Didn't show her. They, they didn't show her. her. Um, she wasn't in. Uh, the reason being that um, the actress Jamie Alexander is on blind spot, and Marvel didn't give her enough time to, you know, come shoot on a different continent than when she was when she was on. So, but it might work in their advantage, like because, like, yeah, Lady Sif has been like a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's all. She's obviously keen to come back and do Marvel stuff. She's been in an episode of a couple of uh, episodes of Agents of Shield, um, one of the few characters who's been keen to do that. Um, so it'd be cool to see her back. Um, it, so definitely possibilities with her coming back in Infinity War. Something else, according to some you know Marvel high ups, she was not on Asgard. She got, according to Word of God, she was off, um, banished somewhere by Loki when he took over because he figured totally stuff out. Sense. You know, which um, is why you didn't see her at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was. It makes sense that they didn't have those, especially the Earth characters in the Thor movie, because it was very just like a space. Like, yeah, Odyssey, yeah, and like the Thor movies have always been of two worlds, at least the first two, where like it's half set on Earth and it's half set in Asgard or some other place. Whereas this one was just kind of very brief, you know, on Earth where they go and see Odin and Doctor Strange. And even then, it's like in the mystics. Yeah. Element with uh, Odin passing on in that way, and then with yeah. Doctor Strange being Doctor Strange. There wouldn't really have been a you know time for any Darcy mm-hmm. and Jane Foster plots, um, so that that all makes sense. Um, I just would would like to see some closure for those characters at some point down the line. I think that the movie overall as a whole was amazing. Like it was hilarious. It was obviously 
Um, for those who know, there's a lot of improv in that movie. Um, I had no idea that uh, Chris Hemsworth was such a good improvisational actor, but he's great. Um, same thing with Tom Hiddleston and all the other characters. Um, really funny, but also really good and heartwarming at the same time. Um, but yeah, overall, I'd say probably up there with my top MCU movies with Captain America Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming, which all came out rather recently, um, which says a lot to the world building that they've done, that um, if you put in the time and effort in these movies, it pays off for you. Mm -hmm. Not that the original, the first movies weren't great, but once you have so much built on, you can just kind of build these um, whatever and, you know, have a better reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, like, just like, the randomness of different things, like different characters, of like Carl Urban's character. Yeah, was Carl like, Urban was great. With the two guns in yeah. that scene, like it was like heartbreaking kind of, but it was like really, it was, really it was funny. Yeah, it was, it was like just funny. Good. Yeah, there was a lot of really interesting diverse characters. Like Hella was a great character. Um, Hella, yeah, like Hella was like, and then like this whole like dark story that was built as Guardians of Ultron was kind of like, oh, dang. yeah, 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 it was really interesting, like how she just like came in and was hello brothers but mm -hmm. yeah yeah she was great you know the whole kind of b plot which was you know them wanting to make a hulk movie but paramount kind of has the rights to that so they were it was kind of like a hulk it was a thor ragnarok combined with a planet hulk, planet hulk. yeah, yeah. storyline i like the way they combined oh, that it was just so sad like like um bruce bruce just needs like yeah, he needs a happy story. Yeah, like, he'd been like, in the hole for two years, like... He, like, yeah, and then just, like, the sadness of that moment of, like, you know, like, I didn't, I haven't been me for two yeah, years yeah. and stuff like that, and, like, that he didn't want to go back, and then, yeah, yeah. but, like... And he's kind of gone a little crazy, he's like, am I Tony now? Like, why am yeah. I in Tony's clothes? Because <laughs> he's, like, he's lost two yeah. years, he's trying yeah. to go, get over that, and stuff like that, but it was just so funny with the, the Thor, like, <laughs> like, saying, um... Blackwood was basically like, sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> that was <Yeah>. great. <laughs> like, sounds good like, real though, my guy. Yeah, he kept screaming and he's like, just oh, stop man. it. Yeah. And yeah, I, th I think possibly that with him, like with him falling and like mm -hmm. saying like that, like, you know, just watch, like, keep mm -hmm. it, and he falls flat on the ground. Mm -hmm. That might have been kind of like a callback to the, to the, the incredible, incredible Hulk, Hulk when he just falls yeah, out of the Yeah, falls, I thought so yeah. too, because that movie was, was not one of the better. In, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe it movies. Okay, it's yeah. the only one I actually didn't see in theaters. Um, I was not excited to see a uh, Hulk though, movie. Yeah, even though I so. like Edward Norton a lot, like I think Mark Ruffalo has just been like. Mark Ruffalo has been yeah, it. been amazing in these movies. Um, Edward Norton is not my favorite Hulk. He's uh, no, yeah, he wasn't my favorite Hulk, but yeah. I mean like yeah, like it's like as much as like I like Edward Norton in other things, like yeah, like Mark Ruffalo is just like mm -hmm. making it with the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, and one more other character I gotta say I love Valkyrie in these mm -hmm. movies. Valkyrie, Valkyrie was, really was great. She's just I'm I'm not gonna stop drinking, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, the whole the uh, Revengers was great. I would love to see <laughs> more stuff with the Revengers uh, at some point, and you know, hopefully they make their way into some future Avengers movies or something like that. I thought like Thor's arc was really great. You know, he has kind of a different arc in all three of the movies. Uh -huh. You know. You know, the first one, he's just kind of this dumb guy who's just, just really loud and obnoxious. Really and just, and yeah. You know, he grows a lot in that movie. The second Thor is just kind of about him, you know, kind of dealing with, you know, his life being really thrown upside down. And then his mom dies. And this one was kind of him, you know, learning to kind of become a king. And, like, he didn't 
he wanted to be a king the first one turns it down in the second one then actually becomes one of the third ones that he knows it's the right thing to do he loses an eye so speaking of that like that part like because they show that that part in the trailer like with his eyes glowing yeah yeah they edited it in the trailer so not to spoil it yeah and i was like oh that's like awesome because like yeah i mean they haven't it's a simple thing of course but i was like they had edited that like yeah. in the trailer yeah. oh my god yeah but hopefully you saw Thor 3 before you saw the Avengers Infinity War trailer because they didn't edit that out in the no he still yeah. has his no oh, the, oh, the, the, oh, the trailer yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 he... yeah but yeah they, they kept that spoiler free which is good forever. yeah yeah definitely okay. he's gonna be the new you know because he's the new Odin you yeah. know had lost his eye but gained a lot of wisdom you know yeah and uh yeah same kind of thing here yeah that was a really good moment where he lost his eye too because like yeah it was just like that scene where yeah with the lightning and his just his eye like missing and it's just like such a good oh it, yeah no once he figured out that like like oh, the hammer is his like power you're the power mm-hmm. it, that, you were like, the hammer all along which you know is a great you know <laughs> like it could have been handled really poorly but it was handled really well uh-huh. by the movie um but yeah, sore, solid, ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. See it, see, uh, see it again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, definitely a good one with that. So let's move on from Thor to um, another movie who has um, th- it's actually the same actor in both uh, Thor and Punisher playing a different part. Uh, completely, uh, forget the actor's name, but he's the guy who did Mr. Krabs. He was also on Lost. He played the Searcher in Thor, and he plays Schoonover in um, Punisher. Uh, the kind of old colonel of Punisher who Punisher shoots in the face at the end of Defenders and he comes back for a cameo. Oh. But, uh, so, I'm not there yet. Oh, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only gotten up to episode four. Like, I, I, I need, I know I need to get through it. I was like watching it. I watched like three episodes and I'm like, oh no, my Gotham is going to be, <laughs> my Gotham is going to be, the recording is going to be expiring or deleted. So I needed to watch that. Um, and so I am really behind on, on TV shows right now, especially with Marvel. But, um, so far, I'm actually enjoying it. Like, it sucks because, like, I know Ben Barnes' character is going to be bad. Yeah, I But, like, d- yeah. currently where I am, he's, like, the nicest guy. He's, yeah, he's, like, um, very, you're, he's a little suspicious early on, but then he gets less so in the middle of it. But then, yeah, it's he's, he's a dick. I didn't know that he was a bad guy. Yeah. Um, no, you don't get that feeling. Yeah. Definitely in the beginning, like yeah. you know, like he's actually the one that like was like tells like in the flashback, mm-hmm. like he like tells Frank, "You need to get out of this. I need you to get out of this. Mm-hmm. You need to follow me." Kind yeah. of thing of like you know old friends and things like that. And, like, yeah, it's gonna suck when it, it does happen, but it's gonna. But so far, like I've seen just like gifts and stuff like that, and like um, pictures, and the I'm like in how like he's acting the villain part of it mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm excited for it yeah because like it seems like it's gonna it's like it's like a performance that rivals um David Tennant and Jessica yeah. Jones yeah he's he's very much that kind of slick bad guy he's really great in it um I kept thinking his name I was like I know it's Barnes I kept thinking it was like Bucky I was like it's not Bucky Barnes yeah that's <laughs> somebody else but yeah um Ben Barnes Ben he's Barnes who a far away from Chris Hansen. yeah yeah um but yeah, in this he plays um, one of uh, Billy the Punish- Russo. Billy Russo, one of the Punisher's um, old, um, uh, so- you know, soldier friends back from the Marines. But they were on this kind of covert mission, the one that's kind of alluded to at the end of Daredevil, where um, 
the uh, they were smuggling heroin, and that kind of led to the Punisher's family getting killed. So, you know, the first episode of Punisher kind of wraps up with him gunning down all the rest of them, but then he finds out this whole conspiracy with um, through Micro about oh, you know which Micro I I'm really Micro is great, yeah, Micro is great. Yeah, and um, the whole like you can't get your hands dirty, and then he smashes like smashes into the CIA agent's like. Car, yeah, yeah, and like he's like just shaking, and then like Frank's like, "What'd you do? What'd you do? I got my hands dirty." He's like pushing, and yeah. I was like, <gasps> "Yeah, like all, why did you do this, Frank?" Like, no, all their interactions so are great throughout the whole season, um, especially the stuff where Frank's kind of watching over his family, and yeah. Fra- and he's kind of like wants him to protect him, but he's also getting a little jealous because he's kind of taking yeah. the his. Um, Punisher's kind of taking Micro's role as kind of a father figure for the kids, and, but it's also like that how his family was he had a boy he had a girl yeah and things like that and yeah. it's like yeah it's like yeah and you know punisher is obviously kind of getting you know confused himself like he's you know they're kind of a surrogate family for him and you know at one point the wife kisses frank while yeah, uh, micro's it, watching it on a camera yeah, and you know they get drunk to it. um yeah. but yeah it's a really interesting dynamic um a lot of characters come back from uh daredevil You've got obviously Karen Page, and then her boss. Um, lit later on in the series, you have um, the cop. Uh, I can't remember the cop, the character's name, but the it's the guy who uh, Foggy always buys his grandma cigars. Oh, yeah. The guy who catches the Punisher initially, and then also of course, you, of course, you have Turk Barrett, who yeah, the Punisher that's what beats I was up, bring up, and he gets he's... beat up in every. Not not everyone. I don't think he's just Jessica Jones, but he gets beat up in. Like most of the Marvel yeah, Netflix shows, I was just looking at it because, like, I was I got to that scene where he beats him up in the in the storage container, and I'm like, is this the guy that was hanging around pops trying to steal stuff? Yeah, he gets. And then yeah. I looked back, and I'm like, oh yeah, and then I was like, oh, he's in Daredevil too. Yeah, yeah, yeah and <laughs> like, he gets beat up in the Defenders, and yeah, I think he gets beat up in too. Luke Cage, and maybe Jessica Jones. I don't think he's in Iron Fist. Maybe he is. I don't think he's in. Je- he was in Jessica Jones. Okay, maybe he not. He was in Daredevil. Um, the Defenders, and then Luke Cage. Yeah. I don't think he was there. But yeah. But yeah, he's like a common thread. Mm-hmm. Bad, and not really bad guy, just the guy that's... Not like, really bad guy, but from, you know, but eventually, yeah. but so, you know, I mean, sometimes he, you know, does is in the slave trade of young women, but you know. Yeah. That's, that's early on, so <laughs> don't worry about that. It's like Loki, we'll forget about his, <laughs> his past sins. We like him now. Um, but yeah, Punisher's really good. Uh, I thought it does, a, I think it does a lot of interesting stuff later on, where there's this you kind of see him in the early episodes, this kind of Marine who's kind of, like, he's come back and he's kind of lost it a little bit and he's digging a hole in the backyard and he kind of, in later episodes, oh, yeah, yeah he becomes kind of like a homegrown terrorist. And yeah. it's kind of like how there was, you know, in Daredevil, you had Daredevil who was a step away from being the Punisher. Punisher is kind of a step away. This is kind of the next extreme to that where he's kind of, you know, take, doing the same things as the Punisher, but he's making bombs and blowing up innocent people, and there's a whole big kind of standoff between him and the Punisher, he captures Karen, and it kind of is, because um, I think Punisher works better as a foil for Matt Murdock than he does on his own show. Punisher is probably a better show than it has a right being. It's not the best, it's not the worst, it's probably right in the middle, it's better than, I would say, Luke Cage or Iron Fist, but it's not as good as Jessica Jones or Daredevil. Um, but it's because he's more of a foil, but this was kind of the foil for him. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's slow. You, you have to pay attention to yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, definitely. 
And, like, a lot of the other shows, like, I mean, like, you had to really pay attention to, like, all of them, actually. Like, you had to pay attention to Jessica Jones, like, extremely. Mm-hmm. But it had, like, smarts and stuff like that. And this kind of has, like, a bit more slow, um, slow moments, mm-hmm. which, like, Jessica Jones had more, like, not upbeat, but it was more engaging, especially with some of the prophecy and things like that. Um, I, I am enjoying it so far. And, um. It's it, but yeah. I mean, like um, Jessica Jones and and Daredevil were have been like really good. I mean, mm-hmm. I could definitely see it's like not as good. It's like like yeah. you said, it's like pretty much in the middle. I yeah. think like yeah, for Luke Cage, it's like the for me at least in the in the sec the back half of it. See, for me, it was the opposite. I really liked the first half of Luke Cage, but I didn't like the second half. Like yeah. I, after Cottonmouth died in Luke Cage, I was. I thought Diamondback was not an interesting villain. I thought Cottonmouth was a great villain. Um, and all that stuff with the flashbacks went on way too long, I felt mm-hmm. like, in Luke Cage. I really liked the early stuff. It's kind of the opposite with Punisher and Iron Fist, where Iron Fist and Punisher kind of both start off slow, but it gets better later on. Yeah. And Punisher is a lot better early on than Iron Fist was, where the first five episodes yeah. of Iron Fist were really it, bad. Yeah. But it gets a lot better. I like the end of Iron Fist a lot. Um, same thing with Punisher. It gets a lot better as it goes along. It's a very slow burn, though. Um you know, probably too many boardroom meetings, just like Iron Fist. So far, they've kept their their um, theme of like me kind of like being a little bit iffed by the eight different forms of agents that there are. Yeah. Like, cause like with um with Luke Cage, it's is her name Crystal or it's uh, oh Misty. Misty. Misty Knight. Yeah, Misty. Like, I she peeved me. Yeah. And stuff like that, and then um you got uh you got Jessica Jones with like the. The cop who basically became becomes like a uh, juiced up murderer yeah. at the end, and we still don't know where he went. Oh yeah, and yeah. And then, um, and then you Simpson. Have Simpson, yeah. yeah. And then you have like the I already said Luke Cage, so like yeah, like several of the other agents after like they're basically useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I'm we'll see. I always feel how how that ends up with her. Yeah. Yeah. And before we move on, Clancy Brown, by the way, is the actor who was the voice of Searcher. He was um, the boss, um, the one-armed boss of, or colonel of Punisher and yeah. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there because I brought him up at the beginning of this part. All right, so next up is another show. We're moving from Netflix to Marvel's first show, which you haven't seen this one, uh, Runaways. It looks good. Which so is... Yeah, amazing. And it's I, on Hulu. It's on Hulu, yes. Yeah, it's it's okay. the first show on Hulu. Um, I, I was kind of thinking, like, maybe this will be okay. Holy shit, it's great. It's one of the best Marvel shows out there. It's very, very different from anything else Marvel. It's, it's a, a teen show kind mm-hmm. of combined with, you know, a superhero show. Mm-hmm. None of the r- real um, other events of the Marvel Cinematic Universe affect it anyway. It's very standalone. Although it benefits a lot from being sent in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's like, oh, this person just got superpowers and this person can control a dinosaur with her mind and this guy is making Iron Man gloves. And is that the Moon Girl? Isn't that Moon Girl? The dinosaur? Oh, I don't know. Uh, her name is Gertie on the show. Is she, like, kind of really smart? No. I, oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about, and I think it's maybe a different person. But there's a lot of dinosaurs running oh, around okay. the MCU. Okay. There's a whole island of them that the X-Men live on, but uh, or Magneto's people live on, but uh, that's a whole other thing, which maybe we'll see now. I yeah. think we are, actually. Yeah. Just, like, I was reading an article for going back to the Dark Phoenix or mm-hmm. what, but uh, Magneto kind of, like, has himself a commune. 
Okay, yeah, so we'll see some kind of Genosha in some form yeah, or another. Yeah, there's always Genosha. Yeah, yeah, because that's an island where dinosaurs running around. Where uh, they're probably yeah. not seen yet. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we can kind of introduce all these crazy things and not have people who, like, spend half an episode being like, I have superpowers, how is this happening? It's just like, yeah, this is a thing that happens sometimes. People get superpowers. Yeah, like, because it's, like, known. Like, yeah. we live in a, a, a place where people have superpowers. Yeah, so they, they don't really have to worry. They can just kind of just go with the flow of the show. Um, there's a lot of really great performances on the show, both by the kids and their parents. And the premise of the show is it's based on a graphic novel or comic book series by Brian K. Vaughn, who is the same guy who did Why the Last Man. He's written a lot of stuff. For TV and movies in the past, including um, Lost, he was a writer on Lost for a couple seasons. Um, but so it follows a group of teenagers in high school, and uh, their parent they find out the parents are supervillains who are sacrificing girls to some kind of creepy old dude with a mask that looks like an alien. It's a play sucker, and he's in this room that looks like the end of two thousand and one: A Space Odyssey. Yeah. I'm, I'm really want to see it. I it's really want to see it. very good. Um, but so like, do their parents have superpowers too? I'm, I'm guessing their parents do not. Do they? They do not. They so don't. They, um, do they? Are they? Have they explained so far how they have superpowers? Yet, or? Yeah. Um. And basically, there's been like you find there's a girl who. Um, glows kind of like lights and there's this whole thing she's kind of in the daughter of the creator of this church that kind of is um, pretty central to the you know the bad guys who are called pride their organization the church is kind of connected to that her mom is um, you find out later on that her mom is all her real dad isn't her dad she isn't she is he's the her dad is the only one that's not in the superhero organization he's just kind of outside of it Um, he's kind of a stooge her real dad is the guy that they've been sacrificing these girls to keep them young essentially um so she and he's there the whole church is they're only on episode seven out of ten right now so we haven't really found out the extent of the backstory for them but um her the church is founded on her grandfather who was kind of believed in all these kind of like glowing angel-like figures and it looks like the main villain was that and he passed it on to his daughter that's how she got that um we don't know how the girl who's kind of it's kind of hulkish where she gets very emotional she gets strong we don't really know how she got powers um the other girl who can control the dinosaur her parents are kind of the geeky kind of more likable of the supervillains. that they're just kind of they seem like they're just kind of like being in this because they don't really have a choice but they're but all of they're kind of shady but um they you know genetically engineered this dinosaur and who knows maybe they used some of her dna or something that filled the holes instead of frogs because that's always problematic um, so she can control her through that. Um, the kid who makes the Iron Man kind of gloves, his dad is this famous inventor. He's kind of like almost a dark Tony Stark where his name is Victor Stein. So obviously, you know, an allusion to Victor Frankenstein, creator Frankenstein, but he makes these power gloves and his dad is an asshole and he's played by the guy who played Spike in Buffy. Yeah, that's uh, Um, and, uh, Angel. And he's really great. Um, he's... The character, sometimes you really like him, and sometimes you're like, oh, this guy's the worst. He's kind of a wife-abusing and child-abusing asshole. Um, but he gets what's coming to him. But all the characters are, you know, despite, you know, being supervillains, you do really care about them a lot of the time. It's really great performances. It feels very realistic. Um, while also, you know, there's dinosaurs running around. Characters all feel totally real. Um, the characters are flawed. They're likable. Um, 
but yeah, really good. And I'm a sucker for teen dramas. You know, I was a big fan of like the OC back in the day and all that stuff. But this is one of the best ones, and it does a great job of just kind of seamlessly being like, yeah, it's a teen drama with superheroes involved. Although I will say that Gertie, the girl um, who controls the dinosaur, is the worst. She's a hypocrite. She's she's very much one of those kind of like um, she's almost like what a a person who doesn't like quote-unquote feminists would write as a feminist where oh. she's um like oh yeah fight the you know the resistance we gotta fight the man the patriarchy and she like makes a school club to fight the patriarchy immediately abandons it when she finds out like her parents are super villains and then gets mad when the cl- club continues without her and, and like the whole like, she is really jealous of there's this uh the the guy with the iron man gloves and the glowing girl there's kind of a romance there. She likes the, the even though she pretends she doesn't like him because he's kind of a jock. Um, uh-huh. Like she likes the guy when it looks like the the glowing girl. By the way, it was a little heavy handed where they were like the glow the girl who glows is a rainbow. She's gay. I'm like okay, well, all right, a little on the nose, but um, she she's like oh I'm totally supportive of you and she's like oh really is because this is the first time she's nice to her in like seven episodes. She's like maybe you're nice to me because you see that as a way to get with Chase and she's like oh. Yeah, I saw it yeah. get to that. But, yeah, so she's Gertie's just the worst. Um, hopefully she has some more character development. Because her sister, who's the Hulk girl, it, Molly, despite being a dumbass and causing a lot of problems for them by just being dumb, is just too good for this world. She's a sweet <laughs> angel. Um, of course, her parents died. Her parents, who were in the superhero group, mysteriously died, so we'll find out what happens with that. Oh, and then there's also, I forgot to mention, uh, there's a girl. She has... A staff it's kind of like a magic staff but you know it's like oh it's Marvel so it's like it's all science it's not magic um, but that staff also and the, uh, the mom who's the one who has the staff and is a super villain um, kind of had a cameo in Doctor Strange um, it's not really you know doesn't affect anything but it's you know kind of just a little cool mm-hmm. thing um, she's apparently the master of the Hong Kong sanctum in Doctor Strange oh but she's a super villain? she's a super villain yeah um, oh. did the sanctum really no, yeah, okay. because nothing, nothing that happens in Doctor Strange is referenced at all, but it's just kind of like yeah. a, I think a cool little that Easter egg. Be, that'd be interesting. What if it, like, in the next Doctor Strange, what if they show that in? Yeah, <laughs> we found out that, yeah. that the the master or the doc, yeah, the master of the of the Hong Kong Sanctum is busy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be you know we're seven episodes in at the time of the recording. There's gonna be ten, um, so shaping up a real really good there's been some hints of time travel but not in the traditional sense kind of just like looking forward to the future you're not really sure if time can be changed or anything um but yeah that's what's going on with that and yeah the time travel is going to lead us into our next segment which is um going to be agents of shield yeah and so i saw the first basically the first two episodes and there's four out so far i've seen the first four the second two the next two are more the same the first two I, I find, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far. Like, you have, you, well, I'm sorry, you have classic, like, um, bits of, like, writing the postcards, like, I will fix this. Like, he yeah. knows, like, that they're like, what the heck's yeah. going on? He's like, I'm going to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I hate Fitz. I've always hated Fitz. Even I before he Fitz, was. So that's why. <laughs> everything that bad that happens for, like, four seasons is directly Fitz's fault. Like, he gets so many people killed because he's trying to save Gemma. Like, and he uh... doesn't. Like, no one calls him out on his bullshit at all, and then he's worse than Grant Ward if, you know, the situation was different, which they proved in the framework. Yeah. I'm, which, they, that yeah. is amazing when they're, like, when Yo-Yo kind of, like, brought up the, 
Well, maybe we're back in the framework. Don't yeah, yeah. bring that up. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to listen to it. Just shut up. Like, yeah. But who knows? Maybe they it are. It makes my brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's definitely possible that they that they have time traveled and yeah. like um because we you know we don't know much about the monoliths and like the Kree yeah kind of like technology and um. I'm like when they said like the mention of like what happened to the Earth and mm-hmm. like it was a cataclysmic event. I'm like, well, basically, I don't think I don't think they it. It's it's Daisy destroyed the world. Oh, that's what they're saying. She quaked the oh, world. Okay. She's the destroyer of worlds, and I'm very curious if it's gonna be, you know, they're gonna do something where I don't know, like, cause the there hasn't been really other than Doctor Strange a little bit any time travel introduced in the show into the any of the mcu and it feels like they've been keeping a lid on that for good reason so i don't know if they would bring that up in agents of shield well, where they could do alternate timelines or alternate dimensions well, they kind of hinted that a little bit i think like they like since season two like starting in the middle of season two they kind of like kind of started to push like agents of shield a little bit away from like the yeah Marvel it's it's definitely universe. been you know like you don't yeah. have cameos anymore and things like that yeah. like um so it's definitely possible like that they introduce like um, time travel. I mean, like, like all the majority of the Kree stuff is on Agents of Shield. Like yeah. while you would think it would be like on Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. where they like had that whole Kree like you know the yeah. like um, and things like that. Like no, you get all the Kree stuff from freaking <laughs> Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it'll be yeah. Agents of Shield is definitely a show for me that's really hit or miss. Um, like, you know, it started off pretty miss, got good at the end of season one, and throughout most of season two, season three was really good too, and beginning of season four, the Ghost Rider arc was great, and then I went pretty downhill from there, I felt like I did not care for the LMD stuff, framework was okay, um, and season five so far has been not great, I feel like it's not bad, but it's, it's definitely a show that, um, I will be doing something else while I'm watching it, I'll be writing or something, because it's not really great um i feel like especially season it's felt like at least with seasons one through four that everything led to the next thing whereas it's just like now they're in they got kidnapped and now they're in space i'm sure they'll explain it yeah in another like another way but it feels very abrupt and it feels very much like we didn't yeah. get here through any story this is just they're now in space because they got kidnapped and instead of being mm-hmm. like the framework which they spent building up for a whole season before they actually went through the framework it's just now they're in space yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, I do, I do, I have enjoyed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and um, I do love the characters and things like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last season, if they're going to probably wind it down. Um, is this going to be the last season? No, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is, because, like, I don't know. I think, like, it just sucks because, like, just the way that, it's because the way that Josh, Josh Whedon kind of like treated that show like mm-hmm. he basically abandoned it yeah and left it to his brothers mm-hmm. to basically like just gave his brother the middle finger and like left yeah yeah which I much. feel so bad for his brother yeah. and his wife yeah. and stuff like that because they're the showrunners yeah and they've been and they're really awesome people and like um yeah it's just like I, I hope that it get it, it's I I've been enjoying it I mean I just seen the first two episodes but like yeah it was really abrupt yeah. And like, um. Yeah. Because it's, and, it can be, it's in the shield can be great at times, the Ghost Rider stuff, yeah. the, all the stuff with Link and Campbell and Hive. Uh-huh. I feel like the show has suffered a lot without Grant Ward. Yeah. Um, I, 
I really like Ward. I liked him a lot in the frame. That was my favorite thing about the framework uh-huh. is seeing good and then, Ward. Like, all I wanted them to just be able to bring him back. Yeah, <laughs> and who knows? They might because you. I felt like the. They left him very yeah, open. Yeah, they they didn't give him a, any closure. He kind of just disappeared from the end of it. We didn't see him disappear. Mm-hmm. Like we had a closure for framework. Um, I mean, it's uh, what's his name? Not framework yeah. Mac, but um, framework Trip. Yeah, we had yeah. closure for him, but we didn't have any closure for Framework Ward, which makes me think, who knows, maybe he'll show up, maybe he I mean, yeah, you know, like made himself that, real like Ada did. Yeah, that's exactly who knows. Like, what if it's so possible. It's totally possible. Yeah. And then, like, um, yeah, like, I already know, like, they're probably going to, like, have that one guy that's, like, always constantly calling Daisy, like, the, the world player, the world is where, like, it was possibly, like, a interest. He's he's a good character. I like no, him a lot. He's, yeah, he's been he's a been good one of my favorite so things about the show. Yeah, yeah. and um, the girl seems like she's pretty cool too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll see. But I mean, like, yeah, just give Daisy like a, a separate. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Just just let her grieve. Just let her be single for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, but we'll see. I mean, uh, we'll see how the season shakes up. I've been enjoying it enough so far. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to our last segment, which is going to be the worst thing that we're covering, which is Inhumans, um, which has been we've kind of started off pretty strong and we've gotten to the dregs right now in Inhumans, which why don't you tell us? You said you had an interesting story about how you see, her, saw it. Let me I hear that. I saw it in IMAX. Oh, I saw the first two episodes in IMAX because I was so excited because yeah. I saw the panel at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And it looked amazing, and I'm like, okay, let's see, let's try this out, and stuff like that, and I went by myself, yeah, to watch it in IMAX, it was like an hour and 45 minutes of those first two episodes, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh no. Is that, all, <laughs> is that all you've seen so far? That's person? all I've seen so far. Yeah. I didn't watch anything out, uh, I didn't watch the rest of it, mm-hmm. um, deleted my, the recordings, and I've seen through most of it. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, just from the beginning, like, the ma- Maximus was not as strong, um, which is, like, saying a lot coming <laughs> from who is playing him and who he yeah. played before this, yeah. of, like, how not strong of a villain he was. Yeah, and for those who don't know, he was on Game of Thrones as the bastard of Bolton, Remy Bolton, right? Ramsey. Ramsey yeah, Bolton. Ramsey Bolton, and he was, like, the craziest, worst villain. Yeah. Still, his his like his presence is still felt throughout yeah. like a couple of characters yeah. and has have like yeah. shaped characters so greatly in yeah. that show. He's very milk toast on this, despite being the only character with a goal that is relatable. Like he like this, even though he's a villain and his methods are like completely stupid. Um, he's he, it's like yeah, you kind of agree with him because he's like yeah, we should destroy this caste system that is terrible, mm-hmm. and you're like yeah. That's probably for the best, because everyone on this moon, by the way, they live on the moon. Yeah, um, the dark side of the moon. The dark side of the moon. Um, is everyone who, like, is born into a... They're, you're either born basically slaves who mine all day, or you're born in the royal family, or there's other ones, but he wants to abolish all that one. Like, that's actually a pretty good goal, and if you weren't such an asshole about the way you've been trying to accomplish this, we would probably like you. But the, the characters are just so poorly written, the plot is nonsense, like... The, everyone on it is so fucking stupid and i'll give you a great example i don't know if this was in the first two episodes but it, you know it starts out with gorgon just like dying that whole first season is bad but when they um they all get sent down to hawaii to find 
Gorgon, and the Minotaur guy. This I is think the Minotaur guy is Gorgon, though, isn't it? No, Gorgon's the fish guy, oh, the, the green Gorgon fish is guy. The fish guy. Okay. So he goes to find um, Gorgon, yeah. and this is his entire plan to find him. Is he stands on the beach where he like fell in, and he just yells Gorgon oh, a I bunch know. of times, and then this Minotaur who's never seen water before, other than on the ground, walks into the ocean and immediately drowns. Yeah. That's his whole plan. He just walks into the ocean and drowns. And, and I'm like, what? And then he like meets up with this random Hawaiian. Random Hawaiian yeah, and they're like, we're gonna, yeah, we're like, like they're that. like, we're surfers, bro. We're gonna fight with you. Let's get some guns. They like just yeah. add guns, and it, nothing makes sense. Everyone is stupid. Yeah. The only likable characters are probably the villains. There's this great villain who shows up later on. And he's got like he's kind of like Cyclops, but like insane. Like he's got the kind of like he's got wears this mask. I'm only like four episodes in, but yeah. like it's just bad. It's yeah. really bad. It's the it makes Iron Fist look like you know Captain America Civil War. It's insane how bad this show is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean like just the whole fact of like the whole that is just when they get yeah thrown onto Hawaii and things like that and like um with uh, Medusa and like mm -hmm. first off they shave Medusa's head like immediately yeah and it's like the utensic you take away like powers yeah. that you could have used amazingly yeah. and stuff like that and, like it, um, I guess the hair yeah. CGI wasn't in the budget they spent too much money on slow motion and then speeding it up yeah and um then like knowing questions and she's like literally like what well, smuggled into a bus and dressed as like all this like craziness while like right when lockjaw like not lockjaw um the king oh um black bolt black bolt when black bolt shows up like they're like immediately everyone's like who the hell is this kid yeah and, and like all the like aliens like, when they show up in hawaii are horrible they like 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 um uh black bolt like steals a suit and then beats up a shit ton yeah. of cops and like um Medusa hijacks a car and uh, shoots at a cop, and they the car flips over, and then like the person she kidnaps becomes her best friend for some reason because she's like, I'm in NASA and I saw a hoof, so we're best friends now, and it's so nonsense and garbage and. Well, she literally kills somebody like yeah. on the on the, and like just covers up her body and then leaves it right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but she comes back. It's done, and the the one of the only things I liked about it was. I just was waiting for um, Henry Ian Cusack, who played Desmond on Lost, and is one of my favorite characters <laughs> ever, just to show up, because I was like, I want to see Desmond in a Marvel universe. So he shows up in the third episode, which is the whole reason I wanted to get a couple episodes in, was just to see Desmond show up. But, oh, man, it is a... And he's, he's you know, okay, but, like... And the laser eye guy is okay, but other than that, the characters are unbearable. Like It definitely is a problem with the writing with that one, because we know that they have amazing actors on that show mm -hmm. and yeah it was definitely writing yeah it's probably gonna get canceled i think it already has yeah probably but, you know yeah but yeah inhuman is a swing and a miss um you know it was supposed to be a, a movie, movie and then movie. you know they bumped in ant-man they bumped in spider-man one more thing with that why is the tarot genesis process completely different than it was in 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 yeah. Agents of Shield, because that Terra Genesis is like so is like the way that Terra Genesis is like um, mentioned is that it's supposed to be like basically like yeah like a transformation and metamorphosis like a same kind of followed painful like reaction and the way that they showed it with the whole like cocooning and rock and things mm -hmm. like that in uh, Agents of Shield was pretty awesome and like why and like in in Inhumans they just step through a, a 
into a box and then use different crystals, which yeah. is like yeah. why do you need different crystals? You just keep keep yeah. your consistency and things like that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they even keep like the, the, those crystals that they show in Agents of Shield are actually in um uh the Guardians of the Galaxy rides in oh, yeah. at nice. California Adventure. So I'm mm-hmm. like, there's the exact yeah. truth. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. crystals and stuff yeah. like that and the things I don't get about those two shows is they're always talking about Inhumans and in, in humans in Agents of the Shield but I'm like how has no one ever mentioned them in any other Marvel property ever like yeah, like when Iron Fist like has superpowers they're like he's crazy and like maybe he's an Inhuman there's a bunch of them apparently running around if we're to believe well, like, Agents of the Shield so far like I think they've kept it quiet like through Agents of Shield like they're well in season 4 they're, it's like a big thing like the Inhumans are everywhere and they have Jeffrey Mace going around and running damage control yeah but that's the thing like they're damage control they keep it quiet like well i mean um, everybody's on the national news everybody knows about it at oh, that yeah. point yeah oh, okay because i know that that in 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 humans the show that they said basically like that like like um daisy and and all of those um inhumans that are currently on earth like they're basically the bastards yeah the humans they're like a half inhuman half human kind of hybrid so that's yeah. why some of them like like that's why um that's why, like, with the humans, like, some of them, yeah, they don't, just don't get powers, but they don't die, kind of thing, like, as mm-hmm. in, like, in, in humans, like, if they, if they I thought die. everybody got power, I don't remember that. Oh, no, because that one kid, well, no, because Maximus technically doesn't have power. Oh, well, here's the thing. Oh, because he does. He does, he does, he's, 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 he's been, huh. yeah, he's been, uh, well, I don't know what it was, but he's been keeping it a secret, mm-hmm. um, and I, because I haven't got far enough, but I, did, like, looked in a thing, it says he's been keeping his inhuman powers a secret. Um. Um, but yeah, because I, I know, like it's like they kept it with the society, like yeah, some people just don't get powers. Yeah, he's got some you know alternate plan where mm-hmm. he's gonna like he's kept his powers a secret, so he's gonna do something. Um, who knows what it is? Who cares? I might yeah, finish the show. I might not. Find out. Um, you know, I'm gonna probably finish Agent Carter before I go back to that. <laughs> Agent Carter, like yeah, even though like it ended like abruptly and stuff like that, it was good. Yeah. Like I'm definitely like I hope it ends with Sam at Tucson too. Yeah. 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 But I guess, you know, um, that's about it um, for the stuff that's come out recently. Um, there's a few things um, coming out soon. Uh, the next few months, we're obviously going to get Black Panther and Jessica Jones Season 2, which is, we'll be doing our Episode um, 2. Yeah, I'm excited for that, especially with, like, David Tennant's coming back, but it's like a figment of her imagination. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, just like, she just furthered, like, just messed her up and like she'll never be rid of of the freaking yeah yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens to that you know we'll come back and do another podcast once those come out um but you know as we talked about we got infinity war coming up we got ant-man and the wasp we got a lot of good things in the pipeline um but yeah we'll see what happens with the fox deal uh but anyway i've been uh hope you guys have enjoyed it i've been your host derek ariel ortiz has been with me here you might have heard uh junior in the background burping at some point (laughs) our editor um but uh that's gonna do it for us today um hope you guys have a great one bye everybody bye thanks for being amazing